Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Welcome in to another live edition of the Green and Growing podcast. The Milwaukee Bucks uh, come up losers to the Miami Heat tonight, 119 to 114 to the Miami Heat, mainly because Jimmy Butler just went crazy. 56 points for Jimmy Butler tonight. Uh, the Bucks had no answer whatsoever. Brooke Lopez, who was horrible in the last game, showed up in this one. 36 points, 11 boards for him. Giannis comes back with a triple-double, 26 10 boards, 13 assists, but not enough at the end of the day. Bucks led this thing wire to wire mainly uh, until late in the fourth quarter uh, when the Heat decided uh, to take over. Nathan Marzion is distraught. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Nathan, your thoughts on what we saw tonight? The Heat take a 3-1 series lead. Uh, I can't believe what I just saw. I mean, absolutely, absolutely disastrous. Um had the had the lead throughout, controlled the game throughout. This is, to me, this was the and it's not quite as high stakes of a game, or I I don't know. To me, this is the the my NBA equivalent of the Packers Seahawks NFC Championship. Um, we were I mean we we outplayed them for uh, forty three minutes. Credit Jimmy Butler, man. He went off. I mean, there's not much you can do. Um, you can yeah. double. You could trap. I mean, there's lots of things you could have done, none of which Bud decided to do. Bud decided we're going to play one-on-one. I watched Mike Brown for the Kings all year. When somebody gets hot, he, runs I mean, I mean, he touches the ball, forces the ball out of their hands, make a pass, do something, no, but, let but, somebody else beat you. But some of those were, were not in set offensive set like those weren't in half court offensive possessions they were just transition somewhere yes and so yeah a lot of those were those were the late ones i mean in the first quarter sure there's other stuff you can do but the ones late i 
I mean, there's plenty of them. And I'm just like, I, you know, you got to give him credit. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even, I don't even, I mean, I, I don't think the series is over. Um, I think the Bucks, you know, they should have won this game. And I think any game they play against this team, they're going to be favorites, you know, as long as they have Giannis. But, um, and so like, is it possible they could win three in a row? Yes. I, I'm just, it's obviously a, a devastating loss. But again, if they're going to win three in a row, what has to change? They got to start hitting three pointers at a more consistent rate than they're doing. I mean, they got going in the first quarter of that game when they have seven threes in the first quarter or something like that. They were rolling and then they went ice cold from three and it killed them. It absolutely killed them. And we talked about this during the regular season that, listen, if you get into the playoffs, the one thing that could kill you is if you go cold from three in a series, that could be the downfall of this team because they rely on the three so much. And you talked about Amarzi. I know when Yaz comes back, he's going to make everybody else's job easier. I mean, look at Brooke Lopez. How many easy baskets did Brooke Lopez have around the rim thanks to Giannis tonight? Yeah, I mean, the Heat were in that zone, and it felt like the Bucks could just go down low and get baskets when they wanted um, with either Giannis or Brooke. Um, and they did it, you know, and it was working, and they were fine. Everything was going fine. They were maintaining a, a steady lead. Um. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was fine up until the last five minutes, and it, you know, just fell apart. And so, what do you think changed with the Bucks' offense the last five minutes? Like, can you put your your finger on when you're watching? Are you going, all right? Why are we changing this? Or this changed here in the last five minutes? Obviously, they got a little bit careless uh, there towards the end uh, with turnovers. That obviously was a big part of it. Yeah, they got a little hectic. They sped, They tried to speed themselves up a little bit and, you know, took some dumb shots. Even the Drew three the late that went in was yes. a dumb shot. Um, and, you know, turnovers and all that. It it was just, you know, they did everything you could to give the game away. Um, there was the turnover that where they were trying to call timeout, I guess. And When Giannis had it, you're talking about, right? Yeah, I always, you know, like the camera didn't really see it very well, but they kind of cut over and all of a sudden the ball's getting taken away. Um, but I guess Giannis was trying to call timeout and um, yeah, I mean, again, they, they did kind of everything they, they could to give it away. So let me ask you a question. So in baseball, back when you used to do the Wendy's big show, Gary Ellerson would be on and we would be talking about CC Sabathia or Zach Rink or whatever. And they're the ace of the Brewers staff. And he would always say, listen, if you're the ace, then you've got to be better than the best pitcher on the other team. So if the other guy gives up one run, then you've got to shut him out because that's your job to be better than the other guy. Should Giannis have done more or been better to kind of erase what Jimmy Butler did? I mean, the man threw up a triple-double. It's not like he had a bad game. I don't think he had a bad game necessarily. But when Jimmy got going, should Giannis have been able to match that considering he's a multiple-time MVP in the whole deal? Or does none of this fall on Giannis in your mind? I mean, there was a couple of plays late that Giannis, you know, missed a couple of shots or tried to score, rushed it a little bit. But again, that's kind of when the game was starting to get out of reach. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're different players. You can't expect Giannis to, you know, it just, he's not like in the clutch. He's not the guy that's going to just like Jimmy can kind of just get into whatever shot he wants. Whereas Giannis isn't that type of player. Giannis is more like you want to generate looks for him. I thought Giannis did fun getting looks for other people. I thought um, he kind of ran the offense pretty well for the most part and played a really good game. So I don't know. I'm not – I don't look at it that way. Like I don't 
you know, Giannis wasn't going to put up 50 tonight and he didn't need to. Um, Because he did put up 50 against Phoenix. You know, you go back to the NBA Finals run where he had that big game to close out the series for the Bucs back then. Yeah, but... I mean, that, those are just, they're completely different circumstances. And again, this was a game that the Bucks had in control throughout. He didn't need to do a ton of scoring. He didn't need to go off or anything. He was playing really well, playing smart, making plays, getting the ball down low, pick and roll stuff, lobbing it in inside to Brooke. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a five minute collapse. It wasn't like a game long thing where right. they were behind. And if it was a game long thing where they were behind, and you needed more from Giannis, and then yeah, I would say like Giannis needed to be more assertive. But I, you know, it, it happened like in a split second. You know, it, I can't really. I don't want to. I'm not going to say that he should have should have done more. He could have again made a couple of shots down the end. He could have played better at the very end. But I don't know. I'm not going to blame him a ton for it. How about Bud? Because you know Bud's going to come under fire for this one if they lose this series. And they get beat by an eight seed. Those people that have been critical of Boonholzer, even though he won a championship, are going to be out in force if they lose this series. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how you couldn't be at that point because you lose to an eight seed, and I mean, that's pretty bad. Even even you know, you know, obviously Giannis missed a few games there, but shouldn't lose to this team. Even without Giannis, you shouldn't lose to this team. Yeah, shouldn't lose to this team. You shouldn't like. Yeah, it's pretty inexcusable, um, and just yeah, I, I don't, I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. So. I got I got something else here because I got a lot of tweets I can get to as 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 we go on throughout this thing. But one of them that I I really want to get your take on because we have been saying over and over again that this team is deeper than that championship team, and now I'm seeing and I don't know if I can find it, but now I'm seeing people tweeting that. Clearly, these role players aren't as good as that championship team. Do you have your questions now about the depth on this basketball team after having watched the series? And really, Bud only played, what, eight guys for the most part? Bobby Portis only played 13 minutes tonight. Ingles, 18. Pat Connaughton, 21. Connaughton, two of eight. Bobby Portis, two of six from the field in this game. No Crowder uh, in this game. And I'm not can't say I'm all that surprised because Jay hasn't played that well this whole series. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Like, the, the bench might be not as good as we thought, but I don't know. I still think, you know, they're, they're five minutes away from this being a totally different live, this being a totally different conversation, this, you know. I'm not going to let five minutes of terrible basketball just completely change everything I think about this entire basketball team. Um, but that's the crazy part, though, Nathan, right? So you're saying don't let five minutes change everything. If you go back, because you started the, the post-game podcast talking about you're comparing this to the Packers-Seahawks conference championship and how that thing whole thing fell apart for the Packers. But that kind of changed everything going forward for the Packers because they end up cutting Bostic, who made the idiotic play to jump up for that ball. They end up get McCarthy ends up giving a play call and start the next year to Tom Clemens because he says he wasn't aware uh, enough of what was going on in the game. And there were ramifications that that played out into that offseason. And to start that next season for the Packers, based off of what happened there in the last, conveniently enough, five minutes of that game uh, against the Seattle Seahawks and ramifications happen. If they lose this series... It may have huge ramifications as far as what the Bucks end up deciding to do this offseason going forward. Yeah, but I, the question was, 
you know, do, do you do you change your opinion on this team as far as like bench, how good they right. how good they were? And yeah, I mean, no, I still think this team is is super good. I think this is a, a really really good team. I mean, are they going to make changes? I'm sure yes, but like again, I'm not going to all of a sudden go from all oh, this team super deep to they have no depth and they you know like they suck all of a sudden just because of you know again really five minutes because we're five minutes away from this being 2-2 and everyone's thinking we're winning the series. Um, again, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to completely change it just because of that. But do they look old to you? Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. And we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Um, no, again, I, I don't, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for five. If they won the game. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. Yes. I'm just bringing up stuff that I'm seeing that people are bringing up on social media. Like your thoughts on it. Yeah. It it just, it, and social media is going to react in the strongest way. I mean, if they had gotten completely dominated and if they had been fully healthy, getting dominated this whole series, it'd be different. You'd be like, wow, they just like, they're just not good. You know, this was. You dominated this game. One guy completely went off on you. They stole this. And, you know, again, I'm not going to completely turn on everything I thought about this team and change everything I thought about this team. And, you know, oh, all of a sudden, Chris is terrible. Drew's terrible. Like, I can't do that. You know, I, I can't. I'm not going to do it off of one game. Um, I just can't. I will say this. I was one of the guys that wanted Middleton on Butler more. And Middleton got Jimmy more tonight, I feel like, than he did in other games. And it still was clearly Drew Holiday. Uh, And clearly Jimmy Butler wasn't going to be stopped by Drew Holiday or by Chris Middleton. I I simply go back to, you have to do a better job. Uh, And again, this is for four quarters. If somebody gets hot and it's a playoff game, you have to do a better job of making sure they don't get the ball again. And if they do get the ball again, that they pass the ball as soon as they get the ball because the double is coming. And to me, it doesn't matter if it's the Miami Heat and Holiday is hot. You would think Spolster is going to run a double at him and make him get the ball out of his hands. And that's what I was expecting or thought would happen with Jimmy Butler at some point of, okay, he's in his own. He's feeling it. You may want to try and get the ball out of his hands. And they really never did at, at any point. And you want to be mad at Bud. I think that's something you can definitely be mad at Bud about. And I can't wait to hear. And we're doing the podcast. So I don't know what Bud is saying, but. I can't wait to hear if Eric name or Jim Ozarski or anybody else asked, Bud about the fact of, did you ever consider trying to trap or double 
Jimmy Butler at some point to get the ball off his hands because really, he's the reason they won. I mean, if Jimmy Butler scores 30, you win. But this is, I feel like we're a broken record right now because it's, well, if they don't shoot 60% from three, the Bucs win. Well, if this doesn't happen, the Bucs win. This is three losses now where we're saying the what-if game, if this doesn't happen, and all in all situations, it's out of the norm crap. We're not that Jimmy can't score 50. He can, obviously, but he's not going to score 50, you know, three, four times in a series. And the Heat, their shooting comes down from three and from the field. They come down to the 40-some percentile range. Everything is good. But then Jimmy Butler goes crazy, and that offsets what they aren't doing from the field anymore, uh, and they still win a game. I said I was, I had 0% concern after the last game. I thought Giannis would come back and they'd win this game. Looked good for most of the game. Now you go back to Milwaukee. Okay. So you win. Let's say you go back to Milwaukee and you win. You're going to have to go back and figure out how to win a game in Miami in order to get this thing back to Milwaukee. And you're going to have to figure out how to stop Jimmy Butler. They don't have a Depot. They don't have Tyler Hero. Jimmy Butler knows he's the guy that has to do it all by himself, and he has to win it all by himself. And you as an organization, as a coaching staff, have to know that it's all up to him. And you have to figure out a way to make sure he doesn't beat you. Let Struess hit eight threes in a game. If you go down that way, fine. It is what it is. Let uh, Adebayo go out and score 45. Fine. But don't let Jimmy Butler throw up 50 on you again in another game that costs you a chance to advance in the playoffs. I mean, we can talk all we want about being embarrassing 8-1. Don't you think this is going to be on Giannis's legacy too? That he was part of a team that, that, that lost to an 8 seed? I mean, that's also going to be attached to him here if they lose this series. I would have to imagine because this doesn't happen 8 beating ones. It doesn't happen. I mean, I don't care if it's on his legacy. Like, who cares? It doesn't bother you at all. See, I no. think if I'm Giannis, it bothers me because plus, I think at plus, this point, plus, it's well, it, it's also like okay, they lost without him, but I mean, you're gonna everyone's gonna know that okay, he did miss half of that series if they went on if they go on to true. lose. I mean, it's not. I don't know. I he didn't play every game, so from your perspective, it's a faulty argument because he wasn't there for every game. Yeah, and I just don't care. I mean, Dirk lost in the first round. I don't care. Like, that's not like the only thing people talk about with Dirk Nowitzki is. Oh but my Dirk God, Nowitzki's yeah. never in the conversation with LeBron and Colby and those guys. And if if the end game here for Giannis is to be in that conversation, then all of that comes up uh, at some point. Now, if the end game is not to be in the conversation of greatest of all time, and he's you know going to slot right in there, top ten of all time, top fifteen of all time, well then no, then it doesn't matter because you never get to that conversation. I'm looking at it from the aspect of. If he gets to the conversation of Michael, LeBron, Giannis, if we get to that point, then all these little things come up because everybody picks their side and wants to argue in one way or the other. And that's just a fan of me and a media guy in me that that loves the debate of greatest of all time. I think Giannis can get there. I do. I mean, he's got to be on, on, on good enough teams to win two or three more rings to have that conversation. The other problem is he wasn't the best player on the floor. Is that a fair argument to say, Marzian? That Jimmy Butler was the best player on the floor tonight? Well, Jimmy Butler would have been the best player on the floor if you put Michael Jordan out there tonight. It, it doesn't, Maybe. Like, it doesn't mean anything. I don't I don't care. It's not like – if it would be different if Giannis played bad and Jimmy was the best player on the floor. Right. I When a guy puts up 56, I don't care who he, he's going against, he's going to be the best player on the floor. So at the end of this now, 
We did percentage chances of them winning the series. You said, I think, if I remember correctly, in the last post game podcast, if they lost this game, you'd probably be at like 30% for the Bucs to still win the series, but you would still have some faith in them. So where are you feeling at right now after the Bucs lose this game? Down 3-1, coming back to Milwaukee on Wednesday. And will you be there? I'm not going to be there, but I mean, 25, 30% chance still that they win this thing. Like I, So you're still there, same number. Yeah, I mean, I, I just look at it and again, I say every game the rest of the way, they're going to be favored. Like they're going to have a, statistically, like they're going to have probably a 70 to 80% chance to win each game. Um, you got to win the three. And if you take literally the statistical chance of you doing a 70%, 75% thing three times in a row, it comes out to like 25, 30%. So it would be a hell of a run if they figure out how to come back and win this series. They come from three, one down. Even though it's a, they're the one and they're the favorite and it's not as dramatic as saying an eight coming from a 3-1 deficit to come back and win. This would be something that would be pretty historical, I think, from a Giannis perspective and a Bucks perspective to come back and win. And then you have the Knicks more than likely uh, in the next round. My only thing about this now is this series is going to end up going seven games if you are able to get it to go to seven games and you are going to be spent by the time this series gets done because you're playing literally every other day now the rest of the way out, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. The positive is, I don't know if Jimmy Butler can play at this level playing every other day the rest of this series, Nathan. I mean, he had to have a lot taken out of him playing this one tonight the way he did. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, I mean, um, it's unlikely, but... I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and keep thinking. Oh, they're gonna, he's gonna fall off a little bit, or they're gonna regress. And I, I'm just, I'm done with it. I can't, I can't, I can't. My mind can't do it anymore. So, so you're at the point now of expecting them just to be at a high level now the rest of the series. That this is gonna be a dogfight every game if the Bucks are gonna win it. Yes. That's where we're at. All right, Nathan Marzian, thank you for uh, joining us. I appreciate it, buddy. You have a good rest of your night. Yep. All right, there he goes. Nathan Marzian, off and going. Uh, And with that, let's uh, get to some tweets uh, on the night uh, from you guys. Uh, This is uh, some good stuff. Uh, Mark tweets at Sparky Radio, does Giannis follow Rodgers' legacy by only winning one championship? No. No, I don't think he will. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get this. Not Aaron Rodgers. Giannis, I should say. Thank you. I think Giannis is going to figure out a way to win more than one championship. I do. Now, did I think it was going to be this year? Yes. Could it still be this year? Yes. As crazy as it sounds after watching what we've watched. I know you're all laughing at me. Oh, Sparky Bucks fan. Ah, ha, ha. Funny. 
probably not going to happen. No, maybe not. But dude's not 30, man. I mean, he's got a long way to go. We're talking what? At least another 10 years of Giannis playing at a probably a pretty high level, providing he can stay healthy. There's no reason to think he can't win two or three or four championships before this whole thing is said and done. So to that, Mark, no. I, I, I just I can't get myself to that point. Ron tweets at Sparky Radio. Not doubling and getting the ball out of Butler's hands is coaching malpractice. I don't I don't disagree. I think that was if you want to be mad at Bud about anything, I think that's a fair thing to be mad at Bud about. Is not running those doubles at Jimmy Butler. At some point, you've got to try and slow him down. You tried with Middleton. That was my suggestion. That didn't work. Drew Holiday gave it all he possibly could give, being undersized, trying to fight Jimmy Butler whole game long. And I think that probably affected Drew probably a little bit offensively. I mean, his shot was way off tonight from three. So that probably did affect him a little bit, exerting all that energy every single time down the floor on the defensive side of the ball. And because Jimmy's bigger than him, he could just rise up and shoot over him. Drew was doing, like I said, the best he could do. At the end of the day, there was no way that was going to be enough. And the one thing they didn't do, if we want to talk about something else, how much did we see Giannis on Jimmy Butler? How much? That, that to me, is a whole other conversation. Should Giannis have been guarding Jimmy Butler from the get-go on this thing? Or more than he did? I understand you don't want Giannis to, you know, burn off all of his energy on the other side of the floor, uh, and especially coming off of injury. But dude, you're down 3-1 now. At some point, you got to try something else. I don't know if Giannis asked to guard Jimmy Butler. I don't know if Bud was like, I don't care what you say, Giannis, you're not guarding him. Or Bud didn't want to do it. Maybe you should have tried Giannis on Jimmy Butler. Suggestion. I'm not saying he possibly could have stopped him necessarily, but at least Jimmy wasn't going to shoot over the top of Giannis. That much I know. And if Jimmy got by Giannis, you still had Giannis with a chance on a recovery to block a shot from behind. That was still all possibilities. And you really didn't get to that point. I uh, got another one here from Dr. Gradinian. I would never know how to say this guy's name, but he's been tweeting at me for years. Steve, are you going to hate the Bucs fans who are concerned about this series? Is it the Bucs fans' fault that this team is garbage? Giannis will have to play somewhere else to win a series. I don't know, man. I, I, I can't get to the point of calling a one seed garbage. You have to win a lot of games throughout the course of a season. And yes, they may lose the series. And yes, all you Bucks fans that were freaking out and panicking and screaming and yelling to fire Bud and let Middleton walk and go get somebody else and all that, you very well may be right. That may be how the whole offseason plays out. And I, uh, Sparky, may be wrong for criticizing you all for overreacting and freaking out. Do I regret it? Hell no, because they are still a team that just won a championship two years ago, and they do have a better roster on paper. You may agree or disagree, but that's still going to be my take and my opinion on this thing. And they, again, were in line to win this thing. Again, they fell apart. It is what it is. A Minnesota guy tweets at Sparky Radio, brutal, brutal loss. And I love Chris, but I'm not sure he is aging well, and I'm concerned about a long, big deal. Window may have closed tonight. Guys, let's talk about Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's going to be on this team as long as Giannis is on this team. That's how this is going to go. 
You may agree, you may disagree. But if you want Giannis here long-term, then you're going to have to put up with Chris Middleton. I think that was very well put by Giannis the last time, that he had to have Chris here. That that was his, this was his deal. He wants Middleton here with him. They're good friends. They hang out with each other's kids, all that stuff. So Middleton stays. As far as I'm concerned, Middleton's here. Now, is it a three-year deal? Is it a five-year deal? I, I don't know how long it's going to be. But I, I just have to think that if, if Giannis is going to be consulted still on how this whole thing is going to work, and even though Jimmy Haslam is part owner now, God help us, I still think he's going to be consulted, and I still think Chris Middleton is a part of this team. Brooke Lopez, I don't know. But I'll tell you this much. If they let Brooke Lopez walk, they're going to be in trouble, folks, because they don't have anybody on this roster that can shot block like him and protect the rim. Nobody. There are many dudes like him in the NBA. There's not. There's plenty of teams out here that don't have that guy. Golden State does not have that guy. And they have to try and win without that guy. It's very, very difficult to win without those guys. For those of you tuning in and uh, listening, really appreciate y'all tuning in uh, and hanging out with us, whether it be on YouTube, on the Odyssey uh, sports page there on YouTube. Appreciate that as well. Get some more of your comments on YouTube. I see some of your comments. Read some of those. Uh, Don't forget, Packer fans, Odyssey is doing something special for this year's NFL draft coming up on Thursday night. Brian Baldinger, Jason Lockett, for hosting the 2023 Odyssey draft show. Join them on the first night of the draft. They talk with local experts from Odyssey podcasts across the country. I'll be joining them to give instant reaction analysis after the Packers pick, which will be 13 now in the first round after the Aaron Rodgers trade today. Leading up to the draft, check out Baldy's podcast in the huddle for his expert prospect breakdowns. The draft show starts coming up Thursday night at 6 p.m. Central. Listen on the free Odyssey app and watch on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page coming up on Thursday night. At least the Rodgers trade got done, right? I mean, if you want positives, Brewers lost tonight. It's nothing positive there. But Aaron Rodgers got traded. Goody did a good job. We'll record a new curtain long tomorrow. Ryan Horvath and myself. So make sure to check that one out. I have a new one up uh, today, though, from Bart Winkler and myself. We recorded earlier today. So if you are a fan of Bart Winkler, uh, check out the curtain long podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast app. E-Level 11 says it was a total meltdown tonight off of YouTube. Uh, Ryan says Drew played like a sixth grader tonight. What a choke job. Ryan, I'm going to say again what I said before. When you are having to play defense at the level he's having to play defense and having to bang and be physical with Jimmy Butler all night, it's going to affect the offensive side of the floor, folks. It is. That is why nine out of every 10 times you don't see superstars guarding superstars because no head coach wants their superstar exerting that much energy on the other side of the floor consistently. And I'm guessing that's Bud's reason of why he didn't have Giannis on Jimmy Butler. I would have liked to have seen it. If you weren't going to double him, if you weren't going to force the ball out of his hands, let him give uh, Drew Holiday some rest because clearly Milton wasn't being able to do it when he was trying. That was a thought I had. Nope, that wasn't working. So that that's, to me, is the out for Drew Holiday. I'm not calling Drew Holiday a choke. He was exhausted. He's been having to guard Drew Holiday or Drew, guard Jimmy Butler the whole series. C. Hall on YouTube says, Buck, uh, the Bucks look confused on defense. Jimmy Butler had a lot of open shots and they had no answers. I thought they were going to deny him the ball or double him. Yep, you're preaching to the choir. Yes, you are. No question about it. Uh, 100%. Uh, Liam says, hindsight is easy. Reality is Bucks served a choke job. Clear favorites. They were the clear favorites. And I think, 
It's an interesting question. Do the Bucks choke in this series? I don't think. I don't know, man. I mean, this is tough, right? Because I'm a diehard Bucks fan just like you all. So for me to say they choked, that's strong word. Like Leroy Butler hates that word. Whenever I'd say, man, Peyton Man was a choke his whole career in the playoffs. He'd always get mad at me. Brett Favre, another guy that threw a ton of interceptions, cost his team games. Leroy hates that word choke. Now you're saying they choked it away. I don't know how it's going to be looked at. I have no idea. Uh, and to name the Marzian's point, who joined us early in the podcast, they didn't have Giannis. So will history look back at that and say it's not a choke job because you didn't have your best player? Because in my opinion, and I think everybody listening opinion and watching on YouTube, they should have won the series even without Giannis. Shouldn't have mattered. Like, you had the better team, especially once Tyler Hero went down, and then they lost Oladipo. Now they really had no depth. And the only way they were going to win is the way they won. This is Jimmy Butler just goes crazy. Uh, Ryan uh, messaged back after I read his message on YouTube. I don't disagree with you, Sparky, but coming down and just chucking threes up off balance was bad offense. Bucks choked, not Drew. Ryan, I will say this. This is what the NBA has become. It is. And we, we can talk about how it got to this point. I'll say Steph Curry is how we got to this point. But that's what this league is, is chucking up dumb threes early in shot clocks, not running offense. They did this in the first half of the last game. In the closing minutes, Holiday came down twice and chucked up in a, a, a three early in the shot clock. Milton did the same thing. But that's what this league is now. Whoever hits the most threes is going to win more times than not in this league. It's all about jacking threes. And Bud is all about let it fly. That's what he's always been about. Keep shooting. Well, when they're not going in, and they haven't outside of one game in this series really gone in all that much, you're going to be in a difficult situation. Even with Giannis getting Brooke Lopez easy baskets and Brooke having a great night offensively, you were still in a difficult position because Holiday took 11 threes, I believe, and then you had two or three of them. That's tough. Middleton's offense, non-existent. No offense for Middleton. So that that is what happens. Do I like the way the current NBA is lined up? No. Do I like watching teams jack up 35 to 43s a game? No. Do I find it entertaining? No. But that's the league we're in. So you're going to be an NBA fan, you're going to watch the Milwaukee Bucks and watch whatever other team you want to watch. You're going to see this dumb stuff happen. I don't think it's choke. I just think that's how they play now. So, agree, disagree. That's kind of where I'm at on this one. Uh, Todd, tweet that Sparky Radio. No excuse to blow that big lead. It's done. Bucks lose in six. After all the Bucks in six stuff, that would be uh, that would be tough if that's how it goes. Uh, Wayne says, breathe on Butler, and it's a foul. Look, guys, we, I'm not. You do what you want to do. I'm not blaming this one on the rest, right? Because I feel like every time... We get in a situation as a fan base, any team, not just Bucks, any team, it's, well, the refs screwed us. Well, the refs did this. Well, the refs did that. And eh, come on. You're the one seed. Refs shouldn't affect you. You should be that much better where that should not matter at the end of the day. Jimmy Butler has always gotten calls. This whole series, 
you weren't getting any calls. None. You weren't getting the line at all, hardly. Giannis comes back, and boom, now we start getting calls. Now we start getting to the line a little bit more. Yeah, one, one, one goes with the other. No question about it. Uh, yeesh. Uh, whoever that is on YouTube. Butler could not be stopped. Bucks were just scrambling at the end. Kept losing the ball. It's so hard to watch. Yes, it was very hard to watch in the last few minutes. And the Bucks uh, didn't have an answer either, which also uh, makes it even worse uh, at the end of the day. No question about that. Uh, let's see what else here. Uh, Zimbabwe Jr. says, don't let Jimmy Butler score nearly 60 points tonight. Yeah. No question. I mean, he does come down to Jimmy Butler. Dan says, one damn guy you had to stop. One guy. I'm sick. Now I know how Packer fans feel. That's Dan tweeting at Sparky Radio. Must not be a Packer fan, I'm guessing. I don't know who he roots for, but must not be a Packer fan. Up north of Wisconsin or Wisco at Sparky Radio says more about the Bucks' defense and intestinal fortitude than what it says about Butler. Intestinal fortitude. Okay. So tell me this. How do you judge one's intestinal fortitude when watching a basketball game? How how do we do this? Is there something you look for specifically? Because when I when I read the tweet, I read the tweet, I think what this dude wants is yelling, screaming, hard fouls, like give me some emotion. Show me you want it. Right? Do something to show me that you're frustrated and mad and aren't going to take it anymore. And this Bucks basketball team, if that's what you're talking about, what do you say intestinal fortitude? That's not these dudes. I mean, the only guy I really like that is Bobby Portis and Brooke, if you push him far enough. But really, other than that, they're not really those type of guys, right? That are going to be that guy. Giannis has shown he can be that guy. Now, I was in my car a lot of this game, in and out and so forth, kid at baseball, running all over the place. So I don't know how many times they showed the huddle for the Bucks, and if Giannis was yelling and screaming to carry on in the huddle or not, I'm guessing not much. I saw the last three or four minutes here in the studio on TV. I didn't see it. So if Giannis was trying to fire up the troops and rally him and get him going again, I missed it on TNT. That was the broadcast I was watching. So if you were watching Valley Sports Wisconsin and they showed it, let me know. I'm pretty sure it's all the same camera stuff either way. But that that to me um, is something we talk about with leaders. Like that guy that's going to get you going. That Charles Woodson type guy. That Reggie White type guy. Right? That's going to kind of rally the troops. And Giannis needs to be that guy, I think, at the end of the day to kind of get him going. Now, I don't know if he could have said anything or done anything. That would have changed anything at the end of the day in this game. He might not have been able to say anything to change anything. But as a fan, that's kind of what you probably wanted to see a little bit. Texas Badger on YouTube, on the Aussie Sports page, Green and Growing Podcast. Wisconsin is the sports choke capital of the world. Capital letters always finding ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in the most ridiculous ways possible. I'd love to tell you, Texas Badger, that you're wrong, but I feel like you're kind of right. It does kind of feel that way uh, for Every single team that we watch the Brewers losing, uh, you know, league championship series and game sevens and so forth, not being able to get back to a world series, uh, the Packers and all their different ways they've blown with Aaron Rodgers, not to get back to the Super Bowl uh, outside of that one or as, you know, 
Uh, our guy Ron Wolf would say it was nothing but a fart in the win the Rogers Super Bowl. And now this thing with the Bucks uh, here. Now again, this series is not over. We're going to come back to Milwaukee on Wednesday. The Bucks will have every opportunity. The home crowd, y'all better be loud on Wednesday, man. Y'all better be loud on Wednesday. Be here right after that game is done. Hopefully, talking about a Bucks win. If the Bucks lose the series, there's no guarantees Marziano will be here, but I'll be here either way, one way or the other. I'll do the show. We're going to do this thing. They're going to get this game on Wednesday, one way or the other. They have to. Man, they cannot lose to a damn eight seed and essentially have it be a gentleman's sweep on top of it. Like, it's one thing if you get upset by the eight seed in seven, right? Okay, maybe game winner at the buzzer or something. That's how you lose the series. Maybe you get a gentleman's sweep. You win one game in the whole series against the eight seed. That's going to be embarrassing. And then you're going to have to see what John Horst and Peter Fagan and those guys decide to do with what they want to do this offseason with this team. How much of an overhaul will there be? How much different will it be? They pretty much ran it back last year. I had a couple pieces. Pretty much kept it the same. Uh, will there be major pieces on the move? And will they try and redo this thing uh, around Giannis? That's something that uh, we still need to see. We'll just have to wait and, and find out and see what happens. Uh, Texas Badger says, it's over, Sparky. Just stop. Bucks win this series. I'll send you $100. Oh, well, thank you, Texas Badger. The Bucks lose this series. I'm not sending you $100. But if you're generous enough to want to send me $100, by all means, you feel free to do that. I'm going to be a Bucks fan, man. Either way, I'm going I'm to believe in my team and think they have a shot at this. This is a series. This is not a one-game scenario. They can come back, win uh, uh, in Milwaukee. They only have to win one game in Miami to come back and still win this series. I'm not giving up hope yet. I'm not. You can argue that I probably should, but I'm not. Bucks lose 119 to 114. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Green and Growing. Have a good night, everybody. Toodles.